love me, yeah they love me, first love yourself And God we trust, trust me, I don't trust myself, yeah jewelry, I get it to no show Welcome back to It Is What It Is, this episode is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy The app is an easy way to make some cash just by making picks on your favorite players Underdog is available in more than 30 states including California, Florida, Texas, and New York just to name a few Make sure to support the show by hitting the link in the bio and downloading the Underdog Fantasy app. It will also match your first deposit up to $100 and you get a special pick when you sign up. Of course, I'm Treasure Wilson, a.k.a. Stat Baby, along with your hosts, Mace and Cam. What's up, Killer? Feeling yourself today, Vance, and all that. <laughs> Gold chain and all that. <laughs> kind of glasses. And <laughs> Louise. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Wash the jewelry. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's what we doing. Let's do it. Yeah. What was you saying the other day about Brock Purdy um QBR? Um I was I was talking about his QBR and saying that um what was we talking about that day? You were saying he's the only one. Oh, no, I was saying, yeah, I had 20 attempts. Yeah, and that's the thing everybody mixed up. They were saying, well, um, Joe Montana had 10. He did it at 10 attempts, but that's that's not the same. Okay, because some people was reaching out because they said you forgot about Steve Young as well. Oh. <laughs> so, that's what, what, what did Steve that, Young do? It was a perfect quarterback rating. He mm-hmm. played for the San Francisco 49ers, so... He, no, it's, this is just a little payoff for walk to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> was it at 20 it, attempts? It's a perfect quarterback rating. Oh, no, that's it, what it, I said. I said 20 attempts. I, I didn't say it that day. Yeah, you to I be did. More, you gotta be, let's go to the I tape. Did. You got to be a little more tip. specific. Yeah. And it ain't me. They're, they're sending me stuff just oh, like yeah. they're sending you stuff. No, me. I know because Bob said that when we was on set, and I was like, yeah, that was 10. I will, Talking we'll get 20. the answer before the show's over. Yeah. That's why I'm an expert. <laughs> okay. No problem. But uh, Steve Young did play for the 49ers Yeah, but as thank well. you for trying to keep me <laughs> accountable. Oh, no, no, no problem. I appreciate it. Thank the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our underdog fantasy picks of the day. Tonight, mm-hmm. the 49ers will play Seattle. Underdog fantasy has Brock Purdy at one and a half passing touchdowns. Do you have him higher or lower? Mace. Hi. Go high as well. Everybody's playing. Okay. Christian McCaffrey's at 74 and a half rushing yards. Do you have him higher or lower? Kim? Um, I'm going higher. Anything's pertaining to the 49ers. You know, this is an in-division game. I think Seattle's only one game back, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's an important game, to be honest. So, I think 49ers going to come to play. I'm going to go high. Yeah, I'm going to go higher as well. Okay. I expect them to show up today. Okay. And Geno Smith is at 35 and a half passing attempts. Do you have him higher or lower, Mace? Mm. Lower. Um, I'm going to go higher. Okay. Make sure to download the Underdog Fantasy app and you can make your picks too. We are now joined with our football analyst, Maurice Claret. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Coming strong. Yeah, pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio State. You got the right yeah. colors. Yeah, yeah. You let's got go. the right colors. Let's go, oh. man. Yeah. Oh, you got the yeah. right colors. Yeah, man. We got the right team. Two and the right university, man. You yeah. got the right colors. Yeah, man. What's up? What's up, Mosi? How you been all week? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Listen, I can't wait for uh Mace to be walking on glass. He told me if we lose. Or if we beat Michigan, he's going to walk on glass. So yeah, he no, I didn't say that. Go, did he say that? No, okay, I didn't We'll go say right that. to the videotape. 
<laughs> it's gonna don't make us push a wild murder. <laughs> now it's the funny laugh because he forgot, he forgot what he said. The game is the game pulling up this week. Now he's like, I ain't say that. It ain't the same up. team. They don't got the same coach. What what, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's he trying to Google shit well, while he's doing this shit. As we go along, they can just saying anything. They can say it's not the same team. Bobby they don't got the same team. <laughs> you don't know who Bobby is, man. You just Google that. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I just bought me 10 minutes, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the questions. Let's merge sports and music. As we know, it's college rivals week. What in rap do you feel like is the equivalent of that where people are competing at the highest level? What's the equivalent of college week in rap? Mm. That's a good one. Um, it depends on what era you in, to be honest with you. You know, the eras matter. If, you, if you're in the 90s and you're trying to get a record deal, I guess a cypher, Jack the Rapper, like all yeah. the events... You know, uh, it was a, a club for us called uh, the Country Club and Club Essos and places that people didn't have the highest of the unsigned artists would go to. So, like, mm. if you wasn't signed and you did well at these places, then that would kind of be the collegiate level. Because the goal is to get a deal. When you get a deal, I guess you turn pro. So, if you could perform well at, you know, speaking for myself coming out of New York City in the 90s without a record deal... Cyphers in the hallway, in the park. But then if you start performing well as well, like the Country Club, Club Essos. When you say the Country Club, these are clubs that like Biggie Smalls and Faith Evans used to be in when we didn't have deals. So it was amazing to see them like, oh, Biggie's in here. Or, you know, the Tunnel as well, you know. Tunnel really wasn't letting niggas rack that didn't have a deal though. But you would go in these places to see Easy e and, you know, a bunch of different people that you would probably never see if you wasn't in the right place. Now, in this era, what I would say is the collegiate level. Let's, that's a better question for Stat. What is the collegiate level of rap? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, question yeah. mark. The yeah. collegiate level of rap? Yeah. Like, I explain the question a little better. You read it, Stat. Yeah. Like, what I would compare to that? Yes. Well, okay, kind of like a cipher, but for us, it was YouTube. So we had the double XL cipher. That's what I'm thinking. Right. The 2016 one was really good. It was like Kodak, XXXTentacion, Yachty. It was a whole bunch of people. So like that, or maybe like the versus battles, but that's what I would compare it to. Okay. What do you think, Murder? The versus is pros. Yeah. 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 It would be like um <laughs> in a rap rap scene, it will it would be almost like Bobito or yeah. or um I'm trying to think. What's that they had on um 106 in Park. When they had the battle Freestyle Fridays or something. Freestyle they battle Fridays. Fridays, yeah. Yeah. And when Mesa says Bobito, that's like an underground station that we used to go rap at in the 90s for people that don't know Bobito. He's like a sports analyst too these days. Shout out to Bobito. Yeah. And Stretch. But um, yeah. Um, that was in the- Columbia too. Huh? I think it was in Columbia University. Yeah, his we radio went. station. Yeah. yeah. Or City College, one of them. One of them, yeah. Yeah. But I think the collegiate was what the collegiate level is for rap is right when you're about to be pro. See, it's so different now because you don't necessarily need a record deal to be hot. You may turn the record companies down because you're making a shitload of money. So when do you go pro? 
when you used to go gold or platinum or something like that. These days, I'm talking about. Back then in the 90s, you had to, you wanted to try to get a record deal. That shit was torture. Yeah. And they robbed you. They it's pillaging and waving on. They tell you royalties and all type of dumbass shit. Y'all niggas could get straight to the back. So that's a great question, uh, uh, stat. But I know uh, yeah. Mo, Mo wanted to know. What do you think, Mo? I don't know. I was trying to figure it out. You know, like obviously the the football thing is relatively easy for me to figure out. But uh, murder did say right when like Freestyle Friday. I thought about that. I just thought about how competitive it used to be. But when I was thinking of the question. I was saying, like, you know, is it, you know, when you when you get ready to perform and somebody who you've never seen perform, like, is that like a competitive moment to make sure that you outperforming them on the stage? You know what I'm saying? Or if you, you know, if you go to somebody's like if you're from New York and you go to the South and like I gotta make sure that I make a great performance down here because they ain't never heard the music or I'm representing our culture, I'm representing our style. Because when we go to go play Michigan, when we go play football up in Michigan. We bring in all of our culture, everything that we about, and we going up there to play, and vice versa. They doing the same thing. So I didn't know like what version of rap where you feel like, man, I'm about to kill this, and and, and we about to be known or recognized or or give these people our best shot. Pause. Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's no right answer to it. Is is uh, when you came up or when you got a chance to get your break or didn't get your break. But that's a great great question because it's room for many answers. And it's a little bit different nowadays because I think most people are getting their discoveries and stuff on TikTok, but there's no like competitiveness for it as far as just like, okay, who's charting the most, who's getting the most views, stuff like that. But it's very different. Moving along, this Saturday, number two, Ohio will play number three, Michigan. How are we feeling about the upcoming game and who do we think will win? Maurice Face. Oh, I feel great. Um, if you would have asked me earlier in the season, I think I was real vocal about it. I thought that uh, Michigan would have had a better chance to win just because they were playing better. And it's a few factors, man, that I think contribute to uh, Ohio State. Think I think having an edge. I just don't know when you, you know, between the ages of 18 and 22, with a coaches being suspended, hearing all this noise about all the sign stealing and all that stuff that can be distracting to some young dudes. And then I see that uh, Michigan also has some injuries. But on the flip side of that, Ohio State has really got their running game together. And uh, before they were leading on or leaning on Marvin Harrison Jr. So when you have your passing game intact and you have your running game intact, that takes all the pressure off the young quarterback. And the defense has been playing phenomenal all year. Uh, so uh, I am being biased, but I'm also using my, uh, my my mind with football. I just think that Ohio State gets it done. And then uh, Coach Ryan Day, who's the head coach for Ohio State, he's never beat Michigan and he's getting a lot of pressure here in town. Uh, to go up there and beat them. And so I think that, you know, just all of that emotion and all those factors contributes to Ohio State going ahead and uh, winning. Don't ask me no dumb shit, nigga. Know who winning, nigga. You know exactly who winning. I don't like your Michigan blue glasses, actually. <laughs> I, really, I really don't like them, to be honest with you. Coming in with Wolverine colors on, man, trying to disguise it through the red. Listen, man. That's what I was going to say. The one thing that I know, I know you know way more than me about what's going on, Mo, is that the head coach hasn't beat Michigan. The only thing that I'm mad about is that when we win this weekend, that 
Harbaugh won't be coaching, so it'll be like, oh, y'all just won because Harbaugh wasn't coaching. If he wasn't, if he was there. That's what I was saying. No, that's it, what I said. It's not your go. How did you say that? In- I said that earlier when I said they, they, they don't have the same coach. But he was talking about Ohio when you said that. I know, but they was playing Michigan. I was just foreseeing where y'all was going. No problem, but you have to be more clear when you're All talking right, about okay. stuff. It's got to be a little more specific. Yeah, sometimes I'm just ahead of time. Sometimes you know? you're so ahead of time that nobody else is there but you. Yeah. <laughs> you're the only one I'll on the slow plane. Down, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I'll slow down. The whole thing about it is if I don't even think you knew Harbaugh's name because all you got to do was say Harbaugh wasn't there and say they don't have the same coach. Who's Michigan's coach, actually, who's filling in hey, for him? Kim. I'm just asking. I only know number one. Okay, I'm just I know saying. who number one is. Who's number one? Georgia. I know that, but you know, that's, that's another thing <laughs> yeah, that I was going to yeah, get to with the NCAA. Stop playing flip-flop games. You had us number one last yeah. week. We didn't do nothing wrong. Now, now Georgia's back number one. It's kind of crazy. So NCAA, stop playing games, man. If we number one one week, then we ain't do nothing. We had a decent, really good game last week, and you throw us back to number two. That's fine. And it's and it's all decent. We don't have a problem with it, but stop playing games. That's that's all I have to say. Other hand, I have I think Mace didn't even know who was coaching Michigan because he said <laughs> out of nowhere, <laughs> yo, they don't have a other coach. Nobody even knew what he was talking about. <laughs> what I was gonna say is this after we win this weekend, what up, Columbus? We're shaking, baby. You already know. When we go up there and win, they all they're gonna say is, Well, Jim Harbaugh was coaching, we would have won. And da, 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 da. So we already know y'all got your scapegoat for this weekend. And that's just, it is what it is. So Mo already summed it up. How we going to bust y'all ass up there, y'all. And we, we going up there, right, Mo? Yes, sir. Yeah, we going up in they shit. We on they block. We on to they block and take care of business. So we'll see what happens on Monday when we come back and talk about this. Actually, you know what? Um... We actually doing uh, uh, this uh, for our viewers as well. We're actually gonna be filming on on Saturday morning. So Mo, we would love for you to join us, and we could get some pregame going, and then we'll see who Georgia's playing as well. Mm. What's George, Let's do what's it. What's Georgia's coach's name again? I only know the. Oh, chance. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Who's George's coach? Who's their quarterback? Hey, kill. Just, I only know the champs. Who, who's their quarterback and who's the coach? Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> when I'm on Cameron, it's crazy. I'm just asking. I'm not falling into that. I, hold on, I'm, I'm with the dog. I'm just asking a, a legitimate just, question. It's not on the script, Cam. I would like to stick with the script. Can you name three players on Georgia? I would just like to stick with the script. No problem. I just was wondering if you You can name. Because you've been talking about him for (laughs) for 12 weeks now. (laughs) I was wondering if you knew anybody. I thought you would have cheated by now and and got it to him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just wondering if if you knew anybody on the team. Drum, you see what you started, Drum. John yeah. may text me in a couple of days. No, all right. How you feel about the game? You got anything to say? It's rivalry week. I, I think, honestly, I want to know what you guys are going to say if they lose, being that they got a new head coach and this is a game that matters the most because the loser of this doesn't get to see Georgia, I believe. I think the loser of this will 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 fall behind um, Washington, so... 
and they they they're gonna have to meet Georgia, and that's gonna be a bad idea. So, what I'll say about this is this: first of all, they don't have a new coach; they have an interim coach until Harbaugh gets back. So he's, right. he's not a new coach, mate. So I'm, I'm all right, well, you. it ain't Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. You won't be playing with 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 all cylinders. Secondly, Pause. I think my opinion, and Mace could be right about this. I just just my opinion, depending on if it's a close game or not a close game. Uh, they could possibly bump be bumped out the top four, but if it's a close game, I don't think either team will be bumped out the top four because you got number two playing against number three. It isn't like it's number two playing number number five or number eight or number nine. These are two top four teams in the country playing against each other, so it depends on what the score be to see if they get bumped out. But either team that is, I, um, go ahead, Mo. You got something no. to say? Go ahead. No, yeah, to, to your point, you got to remember Jordan Travis, uh, the quarterback for Florida State, broke his uh, leg or his ankle or something like that. And it's so him. I don't see – yeah, whatever. I forget what it was. I know he had got injured, and I know that they won't be able to make a push this week to get into the top four. So you you are right. If it's a close game, I don't see them shaking it up. You know, they may flip-flop two to three or three to two, whatever it may be. Uh, But it looks like these are the top four teams considering that, you know, Jordan Travis went down. And uh, Alabama plays um, Georgia next week. And even if Georgia happens to lose to Alabama, I don't see Alabama – I mean, Georgia falling out of the top four. Gotcha. So that kind of goes to my next question. So after the game on Saturday and with Jordan Travis being out – from FSU, what does all this mean for the college football playoffs and what do you see happening, Mark? Well, I, I just, you know, I really believe that somehow, some way, I think that college wants to push the guy, the quarterback, Michael Penix from Washington into two or three and then either push Michigan or Ohio State into the four slot because I think that they believe Georgia can beat either Ohio State or Michigan but uh, Michael Penix looks like he's going to be the Heisman front runner, and I see them wanting Georgia versus whoever is in that spot. And I, that's just kind of like me talking or what I believe what, what will happen. It's the reason why I think that they placed Michigan three to possibly get them either to four or five. And I, I know I'm saying a whole bunch, but um, I, re- I don't know. I really believe that you're going to have Ohio State and Georgia who finishes the season. I know I said a whole bunch, but I think it's going to be Ohio State versus Georgia. And the the whole college football scene doesn't want um, Michigan in the in the championship due to what's going on with all the allegations, and I really believe that somehow, somewhere, you're going to have Ohio State and Georgia, the two largest fan bases, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. versus uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, and they're going to talk about Georgia trying to repeat, and you'll have you know you'll have what you have now. Also, well, do you guys have any? I think most summed it up. That was okay. great. And uh, this season, there's been a lot of talk about revenue sharing, miseducation, and the outrage over outrage over the sign stealing scandal. So, what are your thoughts on all these going on? Do you feel like it's a big deal? Do you feel like it's not? Where? What is your viewpoint on this stuff, Maurice? Yeah, no. So, I, I, and I know this is last for the game of the season, but and I've been speaking about this probably from week one. And um, even through the comments, like I can see how much education I've given people about what's going on. Uh, but I don't I don't want them to, to get a lot confused. And what I want to say is this uh, in regards to revenue sharing, whenever I talk about that, that typically is me trying to get a benefit to young guys or people who have 
kids in high school or kids in college to get people to open up about the discussions about revenue needing to be shared with players. And a lot of people don't realize that the NIL money that comes in, it isn't from the school directly. It's from outside sponsorships that kids benefit from. But there's a lot more money that comes through the school uh, that kids don't benefit from. So it's at least raising awareness for kids to even start being compensated from that. It's all for just the young dudes and doing this. Uh, when you see these things about sign stealing and you act like that is the most important thing in the world and you got it on news stations 24-7, um, that is, if if it's true, that's a detriment to, you know, other teams that they compete against and things of that nature. But the far greater issue, and I think the thing that I, I suffered from or the thing that got me was you have a ton of kids who come from inner cities who are purposely miseducated when they go to schools. And to me, if you're talking about uh, people who have integrity, be it these schools, be it these academic advisors, or be it from people in the system, that's a far greater detriment to kids, to the community, and to stuff like that. And we should raise awareness, and you should advocate for people to be educated correctly, rather than going up, going through all this hoopla about sign stealing, and you're thinking that that is, um, uh, is, is of some sort of comparison, and it's not. And I know I said a whole bunch right there. Uh, hopefully, if y'all missed it, you can rewind it. You can play it back. But it's the revenue sharing that I think should go on with college players. I've been speaking about that from the beginning of the season till now. It's the NIL money. Uh, one, thank you for giving it to players, but it's not the only thing. It's the purposely just a miseducation for just young black kids. And I'll call it for what it is. You know, you get these kids on campus and you'll you'll misdirect them. You'll put them in golf. You'll put them in piano. You'll put them in independent studies. You'll put them in uh, all these nonsense classes that don't really benefit them after the game. And I probably um, it's a little bit more personal to me because I see a lot of these kids. They come to me. They're my DMs. They're trying to figure life out and they have degrees. But, you know, these guys can't think, you know, these guys don't even have the skills of what they've graduated for. So. Uh, as long as I have a voice, you know, as silly as I joke on here, I do want to advocate and bring awareness to uh, things like that so people understand what these players are into. When you say revenue share, you're talking about ticket sales, jerseys, sodas, popcorn, everything that goes on in the stadium or around the football team. Do you think that will ever happen? Yes. And, and I think we I, I tried to talk about it last week and we, you know, we started joking a little bit, but it's not until you sit down and say we're not doing anything. Right. But if you don't have representation, uh, which the kids don't, they don't have a union. They don't, don't have any representation. They don't have anything to advocate for them in any sort of capacity. And what ends up happening is, is that you have all this revenue going on around these kids. They don't know what's going on. They have no representation. They have nobody to say, hey, man. This is your benefit from participating in the sport. This is what you, this is your economic system that you help to create. And when you don't have that, you know, kids never benefit. So my thing has always been, like I said last week, nothing stops until the kids stop. And if they had somebody, a, a union of some sort to advocate for them to talk about what they can get or what rights they have or how to be treated properly, you know, then they could go from, then they could start to, you know, position themselves to to get compensated correctly. But from from jersey sales to ticket sales, from their influence on enrollment to these universities, uh, to to every single dollar that goes on, they can they can obviously take the same model that the NFL and the NBA use, and there's an economic system around that. 
But if you don't have any representation, who's advocating for the kids? Who cares enough? But uh, there, there's a lot that I thought I'd never see in sports. I, th- I thought I would never see athletes getting paid, but they figured that part out to get it started. And hopefully, you know, you just have um, a group of lawyers who can sit down and help. And I know they, they tried to start it at Northwestern, and I'm not sure how far it went. But I told uh, uh, Mace's guy, Champ Bailey from the University of Georgia, he said, Maurice, he's a Hall of Fame guy, too. He said, Maurice, let's get together and at least see if we can start the conversation to get this thing going. So uh, that's my little my sidebar mission to try to help these guys understand what they're into and try to get these young kids paid. What I, what I want to say is before we wrap this segment up is that this initially started with, are they making too much big of a deal about the sign stealing and everything else? If there's no law being broken or no written rule and you're trying to gain an advantage to win, I don't got a problem with it, to be totally honest with you. Like, yo, if, if, if look, man, they do it all the time, even in Vegas. Like, yo, you know that anybody who plays or, or pre-pandemic, I should say, who has a, a Monday game against the Miami Heat and they're in Miami already, they are scheduled to lose because they're going to club live. They're going to hang out. Dead ass. It's, 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 it's dead ass or a dead serious known fact that if you Vegas knows or gamblers or bookies, if the Sacramento Kings happen to be in, in uh, Miami Sunday night and they play Monday, they are going to be underdogs to lose the game. That's an advantage. Knowing who's going to the club. I'm not saying it's the same thing as sign stealing. I'm not saying it's the same thing as having a nigga on the sidelines and a detective hat and glasses looking looking at niggas' signs and all that other shit. But people are always going to try and get an advantage to win. And if it ain't steroids, I don't really have a problem with it. And to be honest with you, I don't got a problem with steroids when it comes to baseball. I think y'all should bring steroids back when it comes to baseball because that's when shit was lit. (laughs) Until y'all bring steroids back in baseball, nobody watching that shit. Barry Bonds, Jose Canseco, all them niggas was slamming shit out the park for us. Now niggas niggas can't hit a ground roll double out that shit. Bring steroids back to baseball. Everything else is cool. Maybe we'll start watching again. But I don't have a problem with getting an advantage as long as it's not super-duper cheating. Do I got a problem with, with, with the football, Tom Brady, taking out the football? Yeah, I got a problem with that. Yeah, I do have a problem with that. You taking out the football and everybody's used to a certain amount of in the football, I have a problem with that. Another thing I had a problem with that was with Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and none of my niggas, because I'm like my favorite, you know, my favorite team, Title Town and all that, but they fired somebody after that shit. Imagine that meeting. Imagine that meeting, that nigga that they fired from their team, like, you know, you don't have to eat this, man. <laughs> they can't. The nigga who takes the, who fills the footballs up, they fired that nigga. Imagine this combo, like, got to take this for the team when you go home and it'll be a book bag by the door. You'll be high for the next four or five years. But that's fucked up that somebody got to get fired for certain... I don't like that type of cheat. If you if you if a nigga doing this and you be like, oh, okay, I see what they're about. I'm not... Well, then change your damn signs up. Change them up. B. That's how I feel about that particular situation. Yeah, that mean you had them signs too long. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> That's a whole niggas, niggas graduating, niggas stealing all the signs. That's their business. That's a fact. You need to switch them shits every t- every practice, nigga. 
Okay. So let's talk about Angel Reese. She has missed her second straight game in a row, and we still do not know the reason why. So thoughts on the speculation surrounding her absence and, you know, people's thoughts about it. I told niggas. I'm yeah. Done. I told niggas. She dating a nigga named Cam. Everybody named Cam these days, nigga. They all. I'm out of here, man. No. Yeah. Three different cameras on one show. <laughs> Camera, however you want to pronounce it. Like, I don't know what's going on exactly what's, what's happening at the school, but I know the co- coach Monkey, if I'm not, if I'm pronouncing her name right, yeah. she don't fucking play, yo. Yeah. She's about that business. So once you start playing games, it is going to be a certified problem with that coach. That lady is mean, and she means business, man. I, I remember she's coaching in Baylor. She means business. Now, what I was saying before for people who may have missed one of the previous shows is that I'm not saying Angel Reese wasn't practicing during the summer. I'm not saying that she wasn't doing a, a, whatever whatever preparation she needed to do to come back into school and be a collegiate athlete. Seen a lot of booed up with Cam and all that. Nigga from Florida State. Yo, yo, watch your mouth when you say his name because when you say his name, you say my name. Going to get tattoos together. Doing a lot of different shit. Then what? was in the Rip Me Out the Plastic video. Yeah, well, there you go. That's that's part of it. <laughs> you know, she been acting brand new. <laughs> so <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, what I'll say is this is that... Uh, and no disrespect, injuries, because I'm an injuries fan, yeah. man, and I, I support Black Love as well. But only person who could do that is the Joker. Like, yo, if you if you're not the Joker, you can't take off. <laughs> you can't, can't take, take all you, some you off. You can't take all some off and just do what you want to do. The Joker is the only one who has to who could take the whole summer off and come back and do whatever the fuck. I don't know how he does it. What's his technique? Does he have to drink to be this good? Does he have to party? I have no idea, but none of y'all, male or female, are the joker. You have to practice. You have to eat the right things, and I'm not saying love isn't important, but that shit could wait. You trying to go WNBA? You trying to get some overseas money when the WNBA is out? You was one of them. Yeah. Don't not become one of them, because now we're talking about little shorty in South Carolina, with yeah. all this, we talking about Kaylin the... Kaitlyn Clark. Yeah, we, we, she lost to Kaitlyn Clark, but Kaitlyn Clark still is balling. She had yeah. a poor shooting performance. We talking about about three, four rookies uh, that's been busting ass. You know what I'm saying? The USC too. I, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I can't remember your name, but I seen you do your numbers the other day. Listen, it is freshmen that want you guys spot right now. 44 points from a freshman the other day. They, get, they want you guys' spot. Secondly, back to the Angel Reese thing. Sorry, I want you guys to chime in on it. You know, they were saying that something was going on with her academics and she wasn't doing well with it. And now I'm, I'm so mad that I can't think of the other girl on LSU. She's the rapper. She's a rapper. Flajay's mom. Yeah, Flajay. Yeah. Flajay. I like that name. I said it's Flajay. <laughs> Flajay's mom and Angel Reese's mom is beefing. And what? now. About yeah. what? Basically, I have it. So basically, Flaugé's mom posted to Angel Reese's mom, you definitely know about grammar errors when your daughter got a 2.0 or less GPA. And in fact, when writing your smart message, you didn't capitalize, nor did you use any periods. That's why I love Stahead, because I was just about to say the same thing. She just cut (laughs) me off. I'm just fucking fucking More of the story is, I wasn't going to say it that eloquently, so it's all cool. The two moms got beef, and it's a problem to where they taking it to the social media. So she's basically saying that, what Seth says, she's not doing good on her grades. Obviously, she's not doing well on the court. Because let me tell you, son, when you do well on the court or on the field, they'll figure a way out. 
Dexter Manley has a college degree and then say after he finished college, pardon me, after he finished his pro career, say he can't read, write, or count. How'd you mm. graduate from college making 15 years in the NFL and you don't know what your checks say? That's because you good. <laughs> they gonna figure a way out. That's crazy. What do you do if a mom's, what do you do if you're a college athlete and somebody's mom's still on your mom's though? What is that? <laughs> what happens then? Because <laughs> that's crazy. A lot crazy. of it goes. Listen. That's crazy. Listen, listen, man. At the end of the day, I, that's a great question, but. Because their moms is beefing, so it sounds like they're they at that point. And the thing about it, they both play for the same team, so they're going to see each other. Exactly. Now, does this trickle down to the players? That's so what I'm trying to say. Yeah, t- yo, tell your moms, watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> does, it, does it get to that? Yeah, and then and then the players got to, you definitely got to, if you're going to fight for anybody, you're going to fight for your mother. That's a true fact. What are you, I bet Mo, you Mo, we, I'm but, sorry, we didn't even get your opinion. Sorry, what, what do you have to say about it? No, just from being in the space, is two things, right? When I seen that she got suspended, I just looked at myself after I won a championship and, you know, you you feeling yourself, you know what I mean? And she all around the world, she making she making millions of dollars at this point, you know, from the breakfast club to, to all these videos and, you know, everybody probably after she got that, that new attention. Uh, but one thing you will get set down for that's pretty consistent, that if you ain't going to class, which she probably wasn't doing before the season, like they'll do enough to keep her eligible, but <clears throat> chances are that girl, the other girl, she told her mother that the reason that, you know, Angel probably wasn't focused and, you know, this, that, and third. Uh, but that's probably the reason why they're not playing her. They probably said, hey, man, you got some missed assignments. You ain't been doing your work. And in her mind, she's probably thinking like, hey, I'm eligible for the season. I can play through the season. But another piece that you all may be missing is that you start another semester after, uh, I think it's like January, February. Stat can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And the, the grades that you get from the beginning of the year, that allows you to go play in a tournament. So they probably hold her back to catch up on work and punishing her with basketball and trying to like make let, let her know you're not bigger than the team and then preparing her academically so she can play the second half of the basketball season. So that's what I think it is because the, the girl's mother wouldn't say something like that if she hadn't heard it from her daughter. Yeah. I mean, this is just a good example of of college teams that win one. You know, Georgia is on their second, going for third, but that's why we're the dogs. You know? <laughs> I figured I just you know nobody on that team. Injury. You have no no you have you don't know how many players are on. The, you don't have no coach name. You have I knew not that one going to get to you. Can't it's not. It's it. not because yeah, everybody's your team. Denver's your team now. The Nuggets are actually your team. You just told me that the Denver Nuggets are your team. And so put the camera on me. I'm not listening to Cameron right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. before we go to break, Maurice, I know you wanted to recap some things. So what are some moments that kind of come to mind that you wanted to speak on? Oh, I, I spoke on the, um, I, I did speak on the the, the, uh, the things in regards to the NIL, the education and things of that nature. That's what I was just talking about. And I know this is the uh, the last game of the regular season or not the last, Yeah, this is the last game of the regular season. Uh, but I, uh, I want—I don't know—I wanted to hear their thoughts and how my thoughts were about Dion, and uh, just uh, I wanted to hear Mace and Cam talk about their thoughts on Dion this whole season. Um, I, you know, I want to talk about the dogs. <laughs> 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 I want to talk about that—that that three peat that's about to happen. You know, that's 
that's a bigger story, you know. Y'all, y'all can have the Dion story. I want to talk about Dion them dogs. may not be winning on the field, but he's still winning off the field. Yeah, the checks are still coming in. They're still creating a lot of revenue. He's still getting the top hundred recruits. He's still he's still that nigga. So at the end of the day, what Dion told y'all after the first loss of the season, and and obviously it had a snowball effect. Uh, you know they 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 didn't finish strong at all. Um, but what Dion said was, "Catch us now, yeah, get us now," because is it, the recruits are coming in. And listen, I'm not saying Dion had to had to. Most recruits, because listen, there's somebody, um, I got to get his name. He's actually, actually getting the portal to leave Colorado. Yeah. So we we don't know. But at the end of the day, I support everything that Coach Prime is doing. And I think he did a wonderful job his first season as an NCAA uh, head coach coming from an HBCU. He brought a lot of attention down there. And, a lot, and listen, there's a lot of players, I'll be totally honest with you, and a lot of teams that I may have not paid attention to if Coach Prime didn't play them, I may not have gave a fuck who Bo Nix was. I may, you know what I'm saying? I may I may not have paid attention to uh, Penix. It's a lot of people that they played that I said, oh, even though they lost, it's making me intrigued to watch the other teams. So even though they had a higher ranking and was a better team, he brought national attention to it. Mm-hmm. You got to think about it. Coach Prime had what was it, six, seven national games back-to-back? I remember it was probably week two or three or maybe four to where the game was coming on at, uh, let's just say, 7.30. And the game that was before it was running late, they pushed his game back to 7.50 p.m. They said, oh, we're going to push the game back. We're going to let this game play out, and uh, we're going to wait till 7.50 to start the game. They're they not doing that for nobody, you know what I'm saying? So it just goes to show his power, his <laughs> leverage, his marketing – how smart he is. They're predicted for him to win three games. I think he's at four, so he already did better than what people thought he's going to do. And and look, my guy Cam's about to go down there. Yeah. Cam is on great the way job. down there. Yeah, man. So I think he did a, I think he did a great job, man. What do you I, think, Mo? I'm sorry, Mace. You got to say oh, good. No, I, I also think Dion did an exceptional job. I'll be playing around a lot. And shout out to, you know, Jacksonville, Rebald. You know, Reigns, Ed Waters, Mandarin, Carson Beck, you know, a, a prominent Jacksonville quarterback, you know. All the people may just Google. <laughs> no, those are high schools. I know. School. I know what you're talking about. I, this, I, they're I, all in that. They're all in there. No, I said that to her moms yesterday. I asked her mom, did she go to I'll ask her mother when we leave. <laughs> I, okay. I will. I'll definitely. Did she tell you that stat? Yeah, she did. She did. Okay, so, okay cool. Yeah, this is just stuff I know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to just show everything I know. You don't know anybody on Georgia. I know that. I just said Carson Beck. He's from Jacksonville. He's on Georgia? Yeah. That's the quarterback. All right, cool. So you didn't just Google that. And you no. say you told Stats Mother that yesterday. No, I told Stats Mother about all those high schools. But you he, was oh, from, you, he was from one of those yo, high could schools. Could you go get this nigga some turntables? Spin yo, game is yo, crazy. He was from one of those high schools. Yo, please yeah. get this man. I just don't talk about things when you ask me because I don't have to do that. You Listen, know? you're on a show. If, <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do when the show's not on? When people are to tell somebody in secret? This is All the right. stuff that people want to know. All right. Well, wouldn't he just happen to be from Jacksonville? Where are you from exactly? 
<laughs> let's start there. <laughs> yeah, let's start with where, where are you from exactly? Stat gonna say, let's start there. <laughs> like she said, she's from Miami and she only been there four I'm years. Consistent though. I've never named I never named Colorado or Denver or Milwaukee. Yeah. Like I it's all within this three hour driving distance. <clears throat> so yes. But you skip over Orlando. Yeah, because I don't have any ties to Orlando at all. All right, I don't have no ties to losers. Okay, <laughs> okay. you understand that? That was a good. Okay, that was a good that segue. Was, I'll give you that. Back to you, Mo. Just <laughs> quick thoughts right. about Dion before we go to break. Yeah. Oh no! Hold up! Before we go to break, so I get tired of everybody asking, and I want to know. I want to show them though on the show. I've been pressing y'all to get these shirts done for them, and I want to also show them. Some shirts that didn't make the cut because I know the season coming in, but this one with you, Mace. Oh, right? man. Right. Woo! Look at my man. It say BC. We got the- <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> Yo, Mo. Hey. Yo, Mo, Mo, I Mo, like the BC one. Yeah, yeah. The BC no. one yeah. is crazy. Yeah, hey, you I got to get the this BC the one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, tough. Tough. I'm going with the BC no, one, boys. Bring BC back. BC no, back. Hold on. You, 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 hold on. You, you're missing it. That's the front. And then the back is uh, Mason Buffer AD. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. This, this one, hey, for home team right here. Yeah. I had to get you. Used to get you know how your nigga. No cat rap. <laughs> yeah. Fire. Yeah. Fire. Yo, Mo. That is fire. Listen, we got the website up and going now. So when we get off the air this morning, I'm going to call you so everything that you and Wifey's been doing, shout out to Wifey too, because yeah. I know she plays a major part in this. Thank you both. We're going to get them shirts on the site. I put this, me and Mace put the site up just to get it going, but products will be available Starting the first week in January, we gonna pre-sale them motherfuckers too, cause you and wifey been doing the damn thing. Yeah, bring hey. murder back BC. BC. <laughs> <laughs> start the campaign. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Let's start the campaign, man. Bye. Thank you, Mo, man. Yes. We appreciate Mo, you. That's fine. Maurice, thank Look. you for being here. Oh. I'm going to check y'all on, on Saturday, all right? Yeah, let's get to We're going to let you know what time we filming, and we'll get together. We're going to pregame Saturday. All right. Y'all have an easy one. Thank Good you. One. So on Undisputed, Richard Sherman snaps on Skip Bayless. Skip told Sherman, I'm speaking. But Sherman said, I'll let you speak, but you're not speaking from experience. So stop raising your voice. This clip has circulated all over social media. <laughs> Got to get you guys' thoughts on it. He put Skip in his place. But Skip said he'd been doing journalism longer than he'd been alive. What you want to say to that, Killer? I have a couple thoughts about this. Two things. I'm trying to think. Just two things. They got history. Richard Sherman broke, skipped, flipped on Skip when he was on first take. Stephen A had to break that shit up. Um... Years ago. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. We was on his podcast yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Came out yesterday. Um, sensational job, um, Stephen A. Thank you so much for having us on the show. 
Back to Skip. I don't know, man. I really don't know how I feel about this because it's two things. It's a few things, actually. And I, and I, I know we, we got to get ready to go. First thing I'll say is this. Skip has not really been skipped the way he, he yelled and screamed at Shannon Sharp and went crazy. So he's been downplaying a personality that he really wants to be because he's like, damn, I got perceived as such an asshole last season that I don't want to yell at nobody or scream at somebody. Even when Richard Sherman went off on him and told him, don't raise your voice. To me, Skip wasn't even raising his voice. That's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, I don't know. I think Skip might be baiting niggas in the screaming and yelling just so people will watch more. Like, this is the highlight of the year, to be totally honest. Yeah. You know, it isn't bringing 100 people on the show. It isn't having this person on the show or that person on the show. Yo, this has probably got the most attention since the show has a new cast. These two going back and forth with each other. And Skip is familiar that Skip is one of them. He's like one of them guys who've been trying to get them to do this all season, and he probably couldn't push their buttons to do it. And finally, when he did it, he said, yeah, this is what we need. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, too. Yeah, like Skip's he said, like, this is going to get the ratings That's right. what Skip wants, you know what I'm saying? Because right now, he's behind me. Hey, yeah, let's Balls. wrap it up, Stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we going to wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Um, I got a quick little comment just before we go. Yeah, I kind of just feel like, I don't know. I felt like Richard Sherman's cut Skip off. I don't even think that should have even been an altercation. I don't even know why I got to that point. And I know you're saying Skip isn't speaking from experience, but he's never speaking from experience. That's kind of what he does, so. I don't know. I didn't really see the point of it, but he's never speaking from experience. It's crazy. That's a good point. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for watching. And as always, it is what it is. Skips behind me is wow. Skips behind me. I'm a better. I'm a better commentator at this point and analyst. <laughs>